craft beer lovers and brewers like you and me are looking forward to safely enjoying a beer together in tap rooms across the nation and the world. Know what else we can look forward to this year? Brewery DB, the industry's only professionally curated source of brewery and beer information, is unveiling an all-new platform for brewers and fans of craft to find the ultimate brewery experience. Brewery DB is the most complete database of breweries and beers available. More than a million craft beer lovers visited breweries in 2019 after searching for and planning their visits at brewerydb.com. Breweries can get in front of craft beer lovers looking for a cold one by going to marketmybrewery.com and creating a profile. Craft beer lovers can follow Brewery DB on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn to get the latest updates on the new platform scheduled to launch early this year. The best part? It's all free. Good Beer Matters shares the stories of craft and culture found in every glass. And I'm excited to announce that the Good Beer Matters podcast and Brewery DB are collaborating this year to help you get to the bottom of it. Visit us at goodbeermatters.net and brewerydb.com to finally have the experience you've been missing. My name is Jeremy, and this is Good Beer Matters. Passion is infectious. You just love it so much you realize, like, okay, I might have been here just because this was the best thing right now, but I'm realizing more and more that I love it. Those skills uh, are unique and and are transferable and are extremely valuable to not just this industry and the pillars within, but even outside of it. If you know, then you know. And anyone who has ever worked in the restaurant industry knows that it's hard work that takes knowledge and skill. My next guest is a leader who helps those in the hospitality industry improve their skills and leverage them for the better. I've studied, traveled, and tasted my way through some of the best beer the world has to offer. Over the past few years, I've also spoken to beer industry leaders from around the globe, and one thing is certain, the art, the science, and the culture of beer has more of a profound effect on us than we realize. There's a story of craft and culture found in every glass, and I intend to get to the bottom of it. These are the stories of us, of great food and the beer that brings it all together. I hope you enjoy episode 70 of Good Beer Matters with Alice Chang of Culinary Agents. to the show um this is a this is an episode a conversation i've been wanting to have uh for quite a while now which is a slight departure from just very beer centric uh this is very uh uh restaurant industry uh centric but um thank you so much for coming on to the good beer matters podcast thank you so much for having me i'm i'm excited i'm I'm uh, eager to kick off the new year having this conversation with you, and uh, I think we'll have some uh, some fun with it. When when you and I spoke uh, prior to this, um, I, I could tell right away that uh, you and I were somewhat of kindred spirits on a different path. Um, I, I could just tell uh, you and I were both kind of excited about the same things, uh, excited about the, the the restaurant industry and and the potential that it holds. Um, and even uh, just kind of the stories that uh, I'll just kind of briefly share mine. Um, after uh, leaving a life in in the fire service, I 
decided I needed to do something different. So I went back to restaurant work for the quick and easy stuff. And 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 I have to admit, I was not looking forward to that. I, I felt like that was a um, kind of a, a default that I uh, had to face. And and I was not a very I was not very positive about that. But it was a necessary evil. Um, but uh, a curious thing happened that I fell in love with the restaurant business all over again. I fell in love with beer. Um, I and and that that trajectory turned. Uh, took me off in so many different uh, paths and possibilities and and has created so many um, opportunities. And that's kind of what we're here to talk about today is is for those people in the restaurant industry, if you want to stay there, great. If you want to do something else, then here's what you need to know, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I too found myself um, being drawn back into uh, this industry after spending many years when I was younger working in service, working uh, in a restaurant, in a hotel, um, doing, you know, home waitressing on the side with the catering company. And um, after 13 years in technology, you know, throughout the the time that I was working, at, you know, at IBM, all of my free time and the things that I loved and enjoyed and looked forward to revolved around, um, you know, restaurants and, you know, bars and, and just experiencing, um you know, the hospitality industry, both, you know, with colleagues of mine, but then also with friends of mine who continued to work in it. And uh, I think there's something so special about this industry and all the, the, the facets of it. Um, and from a, from a working standpoint, I think there are more opportunities now more than ever. And quite frankly, it's become more obvious that people with hospitality experience, you know, whichever role uh, and, and for however long, quite frankly, um, those skills uh, are unique and, can, and are transferable and are extremely valuable to not just this industry and the pillars within, but even outside of it. Um, and I, and we're going to unpack what you just said. That was a perfect little like intro into everything we're going to cover. Um, but let me uh, pull back real quick. Will you please introduce yourself and give us uh, kind of an overview of your background? Uh, well, you already just gave us the background of your in the restaurant industry, but give us an introduction of who you are and what you're doing now. Yeah, thanks so much. I, uh, you know, I'm Alice Chang. I'm the founder and CEO of CulinaryAgents.com. Um, Born and raised in New York, uh, worked in uh, retail and food service and restaurants and hotels uh, through most of my high school years into my early college years and just absolutely loved it. Um, but, you know, in Manhattan, I needed to uh, pay rent and finish college and pay for college and, um, you know, taking a uh, steadier, if you will, at the time, um, job with a more consistent um, schedule. Uh, led me to work in the mailroom at IBM. Actually, I'm a mailroom story uh, <laughs> for uh, for a couple of months, uh, growing quickly within IBM. Um, I ended up spending 13 years there. Um, so I worked full time, went to school full time, um, and just loved learning about technology, how it was transforming industries. I'm going to date myself a little bit. This is you know this is at a time where digital was really transforming the future of content, you know, video distribution, music, etc you know, back in 99. And uh, IBM allowed me and afforded me a lot of great opportunities that I aggressively went after because I wanted to learn and be a part of kind of this transformation. Um, so I transferred to California, I worked in Silicon Valley for a couple of years and on um, just the coolest projects um, 
you know, one very notable one that I always look fondly upon is Netflix and doing their streaming product and um, just seeing how small startup companies um, who are focused with conviction to change things uh, because they believe that thing that technology can improve experiences and um, and, and, and and open up opportunities uh, and just watching you know the Facebooks of the world and Google Yahoo and all these companies really drive tremendous change and you know I, I I had moments where I was doing using tools and I'm like why aren't there tools like this like LinkedIn for the hospitality industry you know the challenges that my chef friends and my sommelier friends and and uh, servers and, and and those who are, were also owning establishments now you know always kind of complaining that they couldn't find the right staff at the right time or um, the, you know on top of all the challenges they face on a regular basis um, they had all these like mishmash of tools to use that they didn't really know what was working and talented talented people were you know, scrolling Craigslist and, you know, post shift at two, three in the morning. And it just, just kind of baffled me. And, and, you know, I, I decided to do something about it. Right. So I very fortunately had a, a, a great career at IBM that um, I learned many things. And, uh, you know, I woke up one day and I was like, now's the time. And I uh, started building culinary agents and the concept of how do we have this tool that's focused on helping talent and businesses connect around job opportunities, but making it really easy for talent to um, discover employer brands, connect with employers, apply to jobs, but also share their own skills and um, their resume in a very efficient way. Um, and, you know, and then equally for businesses, how do we make it more efficient for them to you know, do job marketing, post their jobs, um, make that work for them effectively and then make it efficient for them to connect and find talent that um, fit their requirements and that would be a great um, potential team team member. And I and found so voila, culinary agents. Perfect. <laughs> and it, well, and I found just in the past, having looked at um, you know job uh, sites, you know I could go to Indeed or something like that, and if if I'm looking for a host position or bartender position at the at the closest uh, restaurant, bar, pub, brewery, um, you know, I, I would go there. But that's also the same place that someone's looking for a CEO job or a, you know, whatever. So it was just kind of like a little bit of everything. And, you know, as the saying goes, if you have everything, then you have nothing. And so for people who are uh, specifically uh, looking to stay in the uh, in and around the restaurant industry, you've created that um, that site where people in that industry can go to look for jobs and opportunities. Is that is that basically what Culinary Agents is? Absolutely, and get free resources, skill, you know, hints and tips, um, inspiration. Um, the other thing that I think that I'm, I'm, you know, one of the unique things that I'm I'm so proud of is we purposely built something that was nationwide. Um, one of the things I think more so in this industry than others is that people are 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 more mobile. Like they're they they move for opportunities. Um, they're more willing to um, to adapt to change if, if there's a, a individual that they really want to learn from or a particular you know skill set that from from somebody or a company they admire. And they're more likely to kind of go. Uh, if they have the opportunity to actually work there for a while, right? So there's there was this kind of lack of transparency, if you will, or ease to how do you get a trail in Chicago when you live in San Francisco? How do you, if you're in New York and you want to work for, 
you know, such and such in, in Philly, you know, how do you even connect with them and get a chance, right? So the fact that we, um, you know, do multi, you know, you can easily search and apply to and connect with employers in different cities. Uh, you know, what we stories that we hear all the time, which, which we love or, you know, folks who, who are able to coordinate, you know, they're somewhere for vacation or they're visiting and they want to come in for a trail and, you know, and what, what comes from these connections are opportunities and possibilities. And those are the things I think that were most difficult, um, you know, in the past because of, you know, tools that quite frankly, you know, lack transparency and just cause for more confusion. You know, when you're, when you're an employer and you post up one job and you get 500, 700 random emails, some with attachments, some without, some that are totally random and they clicked it by mistake, you know, as an employer, you, you're, you're overwhelmed as well. And to sift through all that to, to, to find somebody, um, and then you as the candidate, you know, to, to stand out and cut through that noise. It's, you know, it's exhausting. It's, it's hard enough <laughs> to, uh, you know, to, to find the right job and to connect with employers, let alone get the job and, and you know, um, make sure that, that you're you're getting an opportunity. Well, and you bring up an interesting point, too. Um, uh, I mean, there there is a fair amount of transient workforce in the restaurant industry in general, let alone during the time of COVID. Um, and and as an employer, if, if I'm opening a restaurant and I want to bring in, you know, the best servers, the best bartenders, the best cooks, the best chefs, um, you know, all I've, you know, basically we just kind of go off of resume and references. And even if we went to that extent of contacting references, but you've, uh, on culinary agents, you've created a, a profile. So you can, it's basically like, as I understand it, uh, kind of a LinkedIn for the restaurant biz where you can go through and see what people have done if, if they have a profile, correct? Absolutely. And then, and then furthermore, our technology, we kind of say LinkedIn meets match.com for jobs. Um, our technology actually does, uh, we run matching algorithms based upon what the employer is looking for and what talent say they have from a skill standpoint, experience, et cetera. So we also kind of do a two-way, um, you know, push-pull. So not only, you know, if you happen to miss an opportunity that, that uh, you're interested in or you set up alerts for, et cetera, you actually get pinged when a job um, comes up that you might be interested in, whether it's in the area that um, you've indicated you're willing to move to, or it's, you know, within a 30 mile radius from where you physically are. So, you know, there are a lot of different ways everyone's busy. And, you know, I think what, what we continue to do is, is build this tool for both the talent and the businesses in this industry. And when I started the company, I was extremely adamant about not being another Another company, another another startup that was like, hey, I, ha- I can solve all your problems, right? You know, there were kind of enough of those too many tools and apps that, you know, seemed like a good idea, might have been interesting, raised some money and like, you know, just tried to sell, you know, restaurant tourism stuff. And I was like, you know, I know this is a problem, you know, and, and it's a complex one. And for many different reasons, because, you know, a, a bartender job description for, uh, you know, for a, uh, a fine dining, you know, hotel, restaurant, or fine dining establishment is different than a bartender job description for a local, um, you know, a, a local popular spot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they may require some, some similar skills, but to a certain extent, you know, there are differences. And so, 
um, I think one of the challenges in this industry is that there are lack of kind of standards and like, what do you, what does one mean versus another? You know, if you're a, if you've been a line cook for many years and, and you're ready and you've done all the stations and you've mastered all the things that you believe you should be mastering and you start applying to sous chef jobs and you're not getting them, you know, it's like, why not? Right. I, you know, I feel like I've, I'm ready. And, you know, from an employer standpoint, you know, they're, they're, thinking might be different than what you feel that you're ready for. So, um, you know, I, I think <clears throat> this is an evolving, you know, how do we continue to make the tool better? But um, but our matching algorithm, algorithms have really helped talent discover opportunities that they might not have thought that they were qualified for or just wasn't on their radar just, you know, because they were focused on another, you know, employer or job. Um, and from an employer standpoint, it's allowed them to kind of broaden their talent pool and, and be proactive. You know, um, you know, here are lists of, of passive candidates that are interested and match your requirements. So, you know, go ahead, be proactive, reach out to them, tell them you're interested, right? And that, that also does something to the process overall. You know, when someone is thinking about it, but not quite sure whether it be confidence or just timing, and then the employer reaches out, right? That something triggers when that interaction happens. Now, talk to me about um, not not just finding the opportunities and finding the people. Talk to me about the uh, educational resources you have on the site as well. That you know, if if I'm working in the in the restaurant industry or in my case the brewing industry, um, how can I learn more and level up my abilities, knowledge, and skills? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for highlighting that. You know, we do have a, a resource section on our website um, that we kind of focus in a couple of different areas. Um, one around career development, where we break down skills, career advice, and ask an expert. Um, and then a whole section around, um, you know, career timelines, where we uh, have kind of mini interviews with industry leaders from all aspects of the industry. And we break down essentially their resume, you know, how they got to where they are what they did, what was their education, you know, and then we highlight, we have them give raw advice to aspiring and existing workers. Um, and it's really, it's great for a couple of reasons. Um, one is um, the resources we have on our site, we really focus on just easily digestible, relevant um, topics that, uh, you know, half of them are topics that our audience have asked us to kind of dive deeper into excuse me, um, and other topics are just things that we see that could be helpful based upon feedback and what we're, what we're seeing trending, um, you know, uh, during current events. Um, and what we find is not only do we kind of aggregate these easily digestible, um, you know, uh, hints and tips or listicles, et cetera, but we also target that content into your feed. So if you are you know, if your profile and, and the things that you selected are, are bar related or beer related, um, you know, we'll we'll feed in, you know, the ask an expert with with our uh, sister owning with, um, you know, beverage director tips on how to you know do such and such and um, service tips and, and stuff like that. So I think for us, it's, it's a combination. And I'm really excited because it's going to feed into kind of one of the biggest projects that we just kicked off this year. Um, around uh, skills and 
and specifically skills as it relates to uh, a career path. Um, you know, breaking it down of what are the skills? What are the required skills? What are the skills that you have? Where's the, where are the gaps? What should you be considering as you're looking to um, the next step in your career, whether it be, you know, um, across a pillar within hospitality or, uh, or, you know, how do you transfer those skills outside, right? You know, I think this is an industry with just such a diverse, um, kind of wonderful group of, of people at all walks of, of life, um, whether it be, you know, as, as you mentioned, kind of, you know, coming back or, um, you know, taking what they learned from a, another era, realizing that they're kind of coming home or realizing that, you know, this is, this is temporary and they really want to take what they're, take these experiences into something else. And I think that's one of the, the beauties of this industry. And for us, you know, we, we want to provide as many free resources and relevant uh, content as, as efficiently and as quickly as possible so that folks who are kind of here, whether they're stopping by or, or coming through or here for good, you know, are getting things that are helping them. And that's great. And the, and so there's there's kind of a evolution of someone who's in the restaurant industry when he or she just gets better at it and gets to a point where they are the consummate professional there. And and if he or she decides that I want to move on to something else, like in my case, um, I it, I surprised myself, but I found that I I loved working in breweries. Um, I loved uh, the fine dining. Um, I loved the uh, I loved becoming that uh, that guide along this kind of culinary adventure. And we'll we'll get back to that in a second. But but I had I had young kids at home, and I was gone five nights a week, and uh, that that got old quickly. So I had to find a way to not be the server, but serve the servers. And we'll we'll dive into that and afterwards. Um, but when it comes back to leveling up your game, let's uh, let's let's talk directly to those people who are in the service industry um, right now. What is the difference between just a mere order taker and someone who is that table guide? Yeah, well, that's uh, a couple approaches to that, and you know, I, I think I'll, I'll caveat and start off by saying, you know, it depends on what what the individual is, you know, is try- is hoping to get out of it, why they're there, right? Most service uh, workers uh, and folks certainly who, whom I've in- encountered over, over time and even when I'm just out casually, um, you know, they are just, they in- embody, um, you know, the motivation, the, all the things that you want to provide great service uh, to you while you're a guest. Um, I think when you start taking a step back and if you look at, if you, if you focus on the skills aspect, you know, because we won't dive into the, the personal motivations, um, but from a skill standpoint, you, it is noticeable when somebody is, um, there's a certain level of, um, dare I say selling, right? Um, but it's a combination of knowledge and, um, and the way it's presented in timely uh, and a relevant manner, uh, whether you are uh, a server and um, you're able to um, take the, the cues from, from the guests to help them um, potentially make better decisions or suggest and help them discover something that they potentially just didn't even know existed, but based upon what they're ordering or the questions that you're asking, you can identify that, you know, they would just really enjoy something. You know, I think those types of dot connecting experiences, if you will, um, really, you know, 
bring the the overall kind of experience for both sides next level, right? Whether or not you're being incentivized to, you know, offer those products, you know, is, is another story. But I think there is this natural enjoyment that comes from um, this, you know, helping people discover. Uh, and, and again, as a natural result, you're, you're selling them on something that, you know, hopefully and, and most likely uh, they'll enjoy, you know, you're doing it based upon your knowledge and your skill. Um, you know, I think it, it's also obvious um, when somebody is just, you know, taking your order, right? And I think, uh, you know, going back to where I started with, you know, and your personal reasons for being there, you know, if it's if it's if it's you're an order taker and you're you're here to do something to to get to the next step, then you know I, I think you'll get back what you put out there, um, and there's mm, nothing agreed. wrong with that. And I think that happens. Um, but for those who are who reach a point uh, during their time in this in this industry, and I've seen this happen, and, and it brings a big smile to my face. You know, you reach a time when you just love it so much, you realize like, okay, I might have been here just because this was the best thing right now, but I'm realizing more and more that I love it and that there's there's more and there's there's different ways and routes that I can continue down this path, whatever it may be. Um, but there is this connection of, you know, I enjoy this. I enjoy helping people discover um you know, different wines or beers or a dish or an ingredient or something, and I'm being compensated for it. And that feels good. And I want to do more of it. Right. And I think that's where you see the sparks of, um, from some folks that, that really continue and thrive, uh, in this industry as a career. And my, my experience is, and, and my, yeah, my, my experience is that, um, if if there's just one aspect of your life that you care that you care about and you put the effort in, then it, it doesn't really work. If you're someone who just cares about every aspect of your life, everything that you touch, you want to improve upon, um, that will eventually catch up and and uh, do all sorts of good. And in in my case, with um, with uh, working in the restaurant biz and as bar- bartending, everything else, I. You know, I I look back and I can draw a line into uh, my my beer nerdery that I in, uh, engage in now. Um, uh, there were times when it was slow at the bar, and so I grabbed all the servers and said, "Hey, let's figure out the difference between these gins and what they taste like. Let's taste these different scotches. Let's taste the different stuff." And we would put them in a warm glass so we could smell them better. The, it would release the volatiles quickly. I'd water it down so we could just take a little taste and and be able to tell the difference of flavors so we could help you know recommend a a different experience depending on what that is but i just as far yeah. as far as the experience overall it's it's just reading your table knowing the energy of the table figuring out what kind of experience these people want and then knowing how to knowing your product having enough confidence in yourself to say i'm going to lead this group on a journey i've got a question for you how are you engaging with your customers are you adding value or just vying for attention If you have a business, then you are an authority and should be regarded as a partner in everyone's mutual success. But getting that message across in the first place, that's the trick. At Mountain Sea Media, I use education and storytelling to keep your brand on top of mind. So if you're done with ineffective marketing and want to create more impact, I want Mountain Sea Media to be your resource for high-value branded content. Contact me at jeremy at mountainseamedia.com to explore the possibilities. 
After all, it's your story. I'll help you tell it. Absolutely. And, and, and just like I heard in your voice, you know, passion is infectious. And passion and, you know, uh, that, that shines um, in many different ways. And if you're passionate about this industry and your, your position and, um, you know, that, that, will, that will find its way through, even if you're having, you know, not the best day. Um, and, you know, on the flip side, if this really isn't what you want to do and, and you're just, you know, you don't want to do it, then, you know what, there's so many skills that, that you have already inherently been using and honing in on as you've been doing this that you can easily take into other industries. You know, if you, if you, if you break it down, you know, sales, people skills, crisis management, um, reading, reading a table, reading a room, reading a person, anticipation, proactiveness. I mean, these are all things that, you know, you, that, you know, <laughs> an IT director wants or you know, your sales manager at, you know, such and such company um, would love to have too. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all it's all good. It's a stepping stone to your to your next um, to your next endeavor. But uh, uh, but but you know, I, I think now more than ever, it's like if if you don't want to do it, you know, do yourself reflection and figure out how you get out of it. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and and even even if you don't want to do something, it just in general blanket statement. Even if you don't want to do it in this case in the restaurant industry, if you're just going there because you know you need to make a little bit of cash while you're going to school or something like that. You have to understand that if you do a better job, you will get better tips, you will uh, get more opportunity, you will get more shifts, you will get, you will, the opportunities and the benefits will will just come. And so um, th- th- there were times when I just wasn't feeling like I wanted to go to work and you show up and then just, you know, as soon as you step in, just that little switch would flip and all of a sudden, boom, we're, we're, we're off to the races and this is the greatest day ever. Um, there are ways to to take advantage of the time that you're there, whether you love it or don't. Um, but it all has to do with passion and knowing your purpose and knowing where it is you want to go. I think that is really crucial in uh, getting through some of these times when you, you don't want to be a career server. No problem. But but this uh, this time that you're in will create so many more benefits. And there's so many yeah. people that that uh, that embody that. Absolutely. And, you know, you're probably getting to this. One of the things that I always say, you know, whether or not I'm giving advice to, um, you know, folks who are in the industry or people who are outside the industry is uh, what what I did when I was um, early on at at IBM, because I I didn't want to I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be in advertising and marketing. I only took the job because it was full time and it worked with my schedule um, was, you know, where do you want to be one year, three years, five years from now and then long term? How do you get there, right? Who has the job that you want? Uh, what skills do they have that you don't, that you should you know, look into? There are more resources than ever out there right now. Um, 20 years ago, it was really, really scarce. Um, and, you know, I think one of the things, you know, that's so wonderful now, and especially after, you know, 2020, if we're looking for positive things that came out of that, um, is that there are more different types of opportunities that you can utilize um, your skills and your love for the industry now more than ever. Um, and it's not so cut and dry. It's not so, you know, to my earlier point, if you, if you don't like it, you know, move out of this situation. But, you know, what I find is a lot of times people just love the industry, 
but their life circumstance has changed. They want to figure out how they can, you know, continue to do what they love uh, and what they're passionate about, but, you know, do it in a different way, right? You're, you're talking <laughs> um, about me right now, aren't you? <laughs> um, uh, sure. Um, but, uh, and, and that is just, that's so great. That's, those are real indications of industries and careers that are getting created because of technology enablement, opportunities coming out of, you know, unfortunate circumstance and the change of behavior of the guests, right? So, you know, virtual education, people are more passionate about, um, about products, about, you know, about their favorite brewery, about they want to learn more, they want to connect with, and they want to support the purveyors and the producers that they enjoy. Um, and now more than ever, they're able to connect more directly with, you know, those, those people and, and the owners and the, and the products that they really enjoy. Right. Um, and there are really, there are a lot of hidden gems of opportunities in there. Some that, you know, people haven't really explored yet, I believe. Well, and, and you just brought up uh, something that is kind of near and dear to my heart, but uh, we are in an age where there's so many uh, boutique shops and artisanal products, beer, sake, wine, cheese, bread. I mean, there's so many different things, bean to bar chocolate. Uh, there's so many different things that people are making from a foundation of passion. Um, and if you're feeling kind of stuck in a role, then all you have to do is get a, get into one of these positions and be around other people who are just absolutely maniacally giddy about what they do. And that, like you said, that passion is infectious and, and it brings a level of education, a level of experience, uh, knowledge, skill sets, all the stuff that if you don't stay in the world of cheese or beer, wine, uh, chocolate, then, then that same mindset will transition into that, uh, that job that you have in mind down the line. Absolutely. And, and, you know, another thing, uh, about this industry that is just, so, you know, magical, it's the people. It's, you know, the people's willingness to share their knowledge, to, you know, share that passion and get other people to enjoy and learn. Um, that is uh, something that I think everyone can take advantage of a little bit more. Um, you know, if you, if, you, if you think about word of mouth and just people helping people and how many times, um, you know, businesses and, and purveyors and people in talent are just connecting each other and helping them. This industry more than ever, right? And I mean, it happens in life, um, but also, you know, in different industries, but this industry in particular, and it's, it's really interesting how, you know, I, there's this combination of, and I'm sure, sure, you know, many of you like this too. There's a, a humbleness factor. There's a, um, people, you know, there's a, don't really want to ask for help type of factor that rolls into, I think, like an, a foundational, like, personality trait across mm. a lot of people in this industry. And, you know, sometimes asking your buddy or coworker or somebody who's, who's knowledgeable about an area that, um, that you're interested in or maybe just somebody that has an outlook or a drive that you want to, um, you know, get a little piece of or better understand, you know, ask them, you know, Take, take them out for a coffee, a beer, whatever, um, and take their brain, you know? And, and I feel like, um, I feel like sometimes, you know, people do, don't ask and sometimes, 
um, you know, that connection gets lost. So I think it's it's okay to you know, seek out the people that you admire and um, you want to learn from and figure out a way to, to chat with them, to, you know, uh, to connect with them, to learn from them, even if it's, it's someone from afar that you just admire and you don't have any connections to, um, you know, follow them, learn from them, read what they write, read their advice. You know, I, I call it virtual mentorship Absolutely. because, you know, there are people who I don't know directly, but I, I admire them. I read their, you know, newsletters, um, when they send out little hints and tips, I, I follow them and kind of by default, I feel like, you know, I, I kind of am connected to their, uh, you know, what they're putting out there. Right. So it's very easy to do that now. And it wasn't so easy to do that, you know, many years ago. Well, and it's funny you bring that up too. Um, cause I first uh, discovered you on LinkedIn. I, I kept seeing your name come through in all these posts and they were all centered around the restaurant industry. And, and, and I started clicking on these just to see what they were about because, you know, as you and I discussed prior, um, you and I feel very similarly about this, um, same thing, um, which is why you're on the podcast today. Um, but I kept kind of reading through the stuff and thinking, yes, we, you know, my my goal is for uh, people in the in the brewing business to do a better job, and it's so much, it's so easy to do a better job, but it just takes that mindset. It takes just that tiny bit of effort to take the next step. Every day, do your best plus one, um, and it, it's not. It's not moving mountains. It's not sending a rocket to space. It's just doing a little bit better. And all of these articles that you were putting out there were kind of speaking to that same thing. And, it, and for me, it got a little inspiring and kind of reminded me, like, yes, people need to know this. Well, well thank you so much. I mean, I uh, was excited, um, of course, when, when you reached out. And, you know, I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right. As You know, everyone's busy. I would say... People in this industry are like busy plus 10. And, you know, the one of the things that, you know, for what it's worth, uh, what 2020, you know, did, especially to folks in this industry who historically, you know, had, you know, barely a couple hours a day to themselves, right, um, was it, it gave them a little, little time, whether it was, you know, welcomed or not. But, you know, taking a step back and, kind of re-evaluating uh, and then looking at opportunities and, and trying to figure out, you know, what, uh, what, what, what they individually can be doing or, or should be doing um, during this time and, you know, what they want to do. Um, and it gets really, you know, it's really hard to, to have those buckets of time to think and reevaluate when you just don't have any time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There, there definitely was uh, at least a little bit of a silver lining through this whole COVID experience, where we did get reflect, and I certainly did, and most people I know did. Um, but f you know, for those people who were in the, in, in, uh, the restaurant industry and were uh, summarily displaced because of uh, COVID, or or even just in general, years from now when people listen to this, um, or years after COVID when people listen to this. Um, if if you're in the restaurant industry and and you decide that you're ready to uh, you know pursue that next job, maybe if it's in an office, maybe it's for a um, company, may, maybe you just got your law degree and and you're leaving the restaurant to go practice law. Um, uh, how can someone 
leverage the skill set, leverage the experiences that they gained in a restaurant. What what are these experiences and skill sets that people need to um, uh, pay a little bit more attention to and give a little bit more of a, a nod to? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I'm, I'm going to see if I can uh, narrow it down a little bit because I have a lot of thoughts around here. And having spent so much time and continue to spend time um, outside, you know, working with people uh, outside of the industry and also in the industry, of course, um, sometimes it's really obvious for me, which is what I try to kind of narrow down and share with, with, with everyone else. Um, I think in general, the people skills, and, and, you know, obviously certain positions within a restaurant, you get a little, you get a little more exposure to some of these things than others, but um, the universal, really beneficial skills that are, that are so transferable that, that we see all the time um, is, you know, like teamwork, organization, listening skills, communication, problem solving, multitasking, you know, so, you know, paying attention to detail. I think, uh, you know, people skills, communication skills, um, that's something I think inherently comes with a great, you know, server, bartender, manager, um, the, the ability to deal with um, people, guests, you know, in, in, in certain, certain situations, um, under certain circumstances, um, keep calm, um, be able to prioritize and, and manage, problem solve while you're, you know, multitasking. I mean, these are things that are not, you know, that are not easy and are not common across, you know, everyone. <laughs> um, so I feel like those are some of the things that become kind of second nature to a lot of people, especially if you work front, front of house. Um, inventory management, organization skills, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of those teamwork, I think is just something that is so invaluable across whatever job, whatever industry you work with, you're, you're going to have to work with, with people for the most part, um, any, any industry that, that has people, um, and communication and people skills and, uh, following through and, and organization, I think are just, um, skills that are, are good for, for life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even back to our conversation about the difference between a an order taker and a, a table guide, uh, there's a it has more to do with mentality, and I think the the um, the mental skills uh, really come into play as well. If if uh, someone learns how to become that table guide, to read the room, to deliver an experience. Well, we're really talking about leadership skills. We're talking about um, the the ability to uh, to um, uh, lead a uh, company in, in in different aspects, and and that's a that's more of a mental thing. That's something that is harder to teach, um, and it's harder to find for from a, a employer standpoint. I would imagine. Absolutely. And one thing that I'll emphasize and probably sums it up, um, everything you and I just said, is one of the main cultural pillars of culinary agents is a hospitality-driven approach. And when you think about doing things with a hospitality-driven approach and things that, you know, you're naturally hospitable, you're more empathetic, you kind of put yourself in, in somebody else's shoes differently in any given situation, you can solve problems by looking at things from different points of view. Um, you know, when, when your goal is to um, engage and be hospitable, 
you approach things differently. You do things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, a, there's an extra level of care. And that can be applied to whether or not you're a customer service rep and you're trying to help somebody solve a problem, you know, via, you know, help tickets. Or if you're in retail and you're dealing with the situation or you are you know, running your own business and you're trying to figure out how to, you know, service your customers or, or guests. And, you know, I think for me, that's the thing that also um, folks take away with them when they are, you know, going to different parts of the industry or, or outside is this hospitality-driven approach, different way of thinking, I think, in, in how you do things. Well, and, and my, um, if I were to take that and, and kind of describe what that actually means and what that looks like, at least in my mind, it's, it's you know, I imagine if I were to have a family uh, dinner at my house to celebrate grandma's, you know, 89th birthday or something like that. Um, am I going to let all the aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents come over and then say, what do you guys want to eat? I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to have a plan. I'm going to prep everything. Everything's going to be laid out and nice and it's going to be celebratory. And that's the difference between yeah. reacting and taking orders or pre-planning and being that guide. You're going to plan on delivering an experience. And, and I think that's a, um, a simple take-home of how to change your mindset of how this is going to go. Yeah, and I guarantee, you know, you and a lot of people who, are, who will be listening to this or who are listening, you know, I bet you you know your friends and your family members' allergies their preferences, you know, you know, how, how well done or how rare they want that steak, you know, and you just naturally, like if you're having this dinner party, right, you know, so-and-so likes medium rare, this person likes it well done. Um, so-and-so doesn't like goat cheese. They want it on the rocks. They want it straight up. They mm-hmm. prefer an olive, you know, and it's just, it just comes, it's just natural. Right. Um, and you're thoughtful about it. Okay. You know, somebody is allergic to eggs. So, okay. The menu should, you know, you want them to eat, be able to eat as many things as possible. So let's just avoid using eggs, right? Whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even just knowing people's names, I mean, every restaurant has regulars, um, and just being able to, you know, see them walk in, say, Mr. Anderson, nice to see you again, uh, your usual table, something like that. It goes so far. Um, Uh, so another question I have too, I mean, besides becoming a wine sommelier or in my case, a beer Cicerone, uh, I know there are certified cheesemongers. Uh, are you aware of any other areas in the service industry and in the food industry that offer, uh, higher education? Oh, that's a great question. Of course, um, of course <laughs> you can go to culinary school too, but, uh. And if like for someone who's you know working at a restaurant, maybe they're um, a line cook or a busser or a server, and they're like, I, I kind of like this, but I don't know what my path takes. I mean, that that might be a better way to define it. Yeah, I think there certainly are um, more specialty areas that have continued to emerge over the years, um, and that is a result of a combination of things we've already discussed here. People who um, have found an area that they're extremely passionate and became an, and decided that that was going to be their area of expertise and just wanted to learn and everything about it and be, you know, the subject matter expert. Um, I think, you know, in addition to, um, you know, the different segments of, of you know, of beverages, if you will, or, or um, spirits, um, they're definitely are people 
who are special who specialize in you know gin and bourbon etc um i think we'll see more of you know there's definitely uh techniques so certain individuals or restaurants who do certain or employ certain techniques that i think are unique that people definitely seek to go uh learn more of um you know to, to build upon their foundational of of uh cooking if you will whether it's um uh you know certain certain ways to um to innovate, you know, dishes and flavors, et cetera. Um, I think that there will continue to be, you know, like baking, sourdough. Uh, there's definitely folks who are continuing to excel and innovate in certain areas that inspire kind of the next group of folks who want to follow in their footsteps and potentially create off, off branches of their own. Um, so I think absolutely there are opportunities always for people to be more specialized in an area and, you know, balance that out by making it known that you're a specialist in that area, right? Because it's a combination of one, um, going down a focused path and becoming, a, becoming extremely knowledgeable and um, specialized, but then how do they take that knowledge um, and share it? How do they build their own brand, their personal brand around being a specialist in that area, right? And if the goal is then for that to be, you know, the career path for that individual, okay, well then how do you build, what does a business look like around that? How can you share your skills? Uh, what can you develop that's unique to, to yourself and the subject matter that you are an expert in? And how do you make that available and make a business out of it, right? Is it training? Is it uh, educational resources? <clears throat> Is it specialized tours because you have specific relationships and areas that you curate? You know, there's kind of different ways to, to draw upon that. And if there isn't an area that's a specialty and you're passionate about it, then go for it. You, you know, you can be the first. <laughs> yeah. And and I've always loved the more creative side of things, and I've always been inspired by those people. Uh, and, and, well, and let me back up. Um, uh, and I've also kind of been a teacher or a guide at heart uh, ever since I was a kid. And so I'm all, I'm always inspired by those people who have basically created a, a beer education role for themselves at you know brewery X Y or Z, um, or that you know person who becomes the the resident mixologist for this particular spirit brand um, or people who go off and, and write about this thing that they love, um, you know, uh, those are the, that was the path that, that I finally carved out for myself. But for those people, you know, you want to um, continue on with sales and make more money. Well, there are food companies and beverage distributors. And I mean, there's so many different ways to go um, from from having this foundational knowledge that, I mean, it, it's completely up to you to go find it. But thanks to culinary agents, it's not going to be quite so hard. Absolutely. I mean, this industry and ecosystem is just massive, just massive. And I think what what we're all finding and what, you know, those of you who have already started to or, or who will, um, you know, engage in those conversations will find is that your, your purveyors and your product, uh, you know, developers and your the companies you work for, you know, they are looking for passionate, knowledgeable um, people that will go out and be their ambassadors and, and go, you know, evangelize and sell their products as well. So it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, you just, and I think that's where you see some of these positions uh, emerge, right? It's just, 
natural from a relationship or somebody put some some idea in somebody else's head of saying, well, wouldn't it be great uh, for such and such who already understands this and, and loves our product to go, you know, be a brand ambassador or an evangelist or a salesperson or whatever. And that could be a really unique opportunity for that individual um, to evolve their career or their lifestyle, um, depending on what, what they're looking to do. Well, and, and so just a little favor to ask, if you can help me find a job as a resident Cicerone on a, on a uh, cruise ship that tours the Mediterranean and the Caribbean back and forth, uh, and I can bring my family with me, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I'll make a couple calls. No problem. Yeah, just a couple calls. <laughs> Um, okay, for the sake of uh, winding down, um, uh, I've, I, I'm, I have, I'm trying to figure out how the best to word this. Um, uh, well, I'm just going to be uh, clear about it. Uh, you have the opportunity to be queen of the beer and the restaurant world for a day, just for a day, but you will be the queen and, and any decree you make will happen. Uh, what would you change? Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, in the United States? Of the uh, entire world. Of the entire world. Of the entire world. You are the beer and restaurant queen of the world for a day. You know, I think without getting too deep into it uh, and without taking the fun out of it, because this is a fun question, <laughs> um, I think this industry uh, is so complex and so beautiful in so many ways. There are some foundational uh, aspects of the industry that I think prohibits some of the growth and innovation, whether it be, um, you know, the, the tipping culture, the structure, um, how certain businesses are run, et cetera. Um, but I'll also say that that's probably one of the beautiful things that adds to this really dynamic um, industry. So if I could, could change something, I would say, you know, to bring the entire ecosystem uh, together in a way where folks can, where it's more obvious on how people can help each other and to thrive in the industry. I think that um, that sometimes people leave the industry not because they want to, but because things change and, you know, uh, opportunities arise and they need to make decisions based upon, you know, what works best for them. Um, so I would love to enable people to continue to work in the area that they're passionate about, but really make a living um, that's meaningful um, by, you know, sharing that passion in whatever capacity might be. Um, in some ways, I'm a little self-serving because that's, you know, underlying a lot of what we're building, the technology that we're building at, at Culinary Agents, which is how do we create this industry hub that spans from, uh, you know, finding a job, getting advice, getting, you know, skills. How does the tool help them discover, you know, ways that they can evolve their career and get the resources that they need um, in a, you know, very, um, uh, you know, nominal, like, you know, free way, um, but then also uh, make it so they can connect with each other and do things that are beneficial to them to thrive you know, in general, not just within um, that specific career path. Um, we launched a marketplace at the end of last year, uh, largely to add another aspect to um, allow for the industry to buy, sell, trade, new and used restaurant equipment, supplies, merch, 
Um, and then we're going to be adding skills to the, uh, sorry, services to that. Um, so both tech and then individual services. So, you know, I, I would in, in my, my role as queen here, um, I would love to enable this massive group of people and businesses who just have, you know, passion and, and grit and perseverance and resilience kind of oozing from their pores. Um, just enable them to be able to uh, operate and uh, grow um, and thrive. Excellent. God, God save the queen. Uh, um, so uh, you you also uh, are imbued with the ability to uh, choose your very last meal and your very last beer in the within the theme of the podcast or any beverage of, of your choice, really. Um, but you get to choose your last meal and your last drink before you depart the earth. What would you choose? Oh, man. Um, I would choose probably via Corona in Manhattan. I would have the cacio pepe and the salad and their chopstick and um, beverage-wise, beer-wise, we've been really into Hudson Valley Brewery on their sours um, uh, recently or throughout throughout COVID, I should say. <laughs> um, so I'd probably have to have to do that and, and with, a, with a side of, of Maybe some Sinsky wine. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to have a, a, a drink buffet, right, <laughs> the day before we go. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, and so uh, take this next question with a little bit of grain of salt. It, it's it's based about beer because I am what I am. Um, but you can definitely extrapolate this to the restaurant industry as well. But uh, in you know, but the question is, why does good beer matter? Because life is too short to drink bad beer. <laughs> Simple, sweet. I love it. I need a T-shirt that says that. I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> how about uh, how about the restaurant industry? How about uh, the food industry? I mean, is is there is there more to it than that, or is it just simple? It's got to be good, or it's simple. It's got to be good, and good is relative. You know, it's. Uh... It, it, it to me, and I think for for a lot of folks, it's the experience. People are restaurant industry is not going away. You know, it's not. It, it's going to evolve. It has evolved. Um, I think there's a lot of positive things that it's it that's coming from the evolution, but it's not going away. People just uh, crave, um, you know, the experience, the dining, and and good is good is relative. Good is the experience. You know, uh, and all aspects of you know the food, the service, the beer, the wine, um, the tea, coffee, whatever your beverage of choice is, um, and it matters because it's it's woven into I think you know the foundation of our society. It's part of being. I think you know, for me personally, it's one of the the biggest pleasures of uh, of life is going out and enjoying and, and tasting and discovering and enjoying and, and sharing that with, um, you know, friends. And, you know, when I go dine somewhere, I, I consider and I, I'd like to believe that, um, that I treat, you know, the, the, the servers and the staff as friends. You know, I <clears throat> try to bring them a little, little gift, whether it's, uh, you know, Sharpies or wine keys or whatever. And you just treat, they just kind of bring them into the experience. And, 
it's just, uh, you know, I love it. And I, 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 I'm very lucky that I get to, to work in the industry the way that I am as well. I always stack my plates at the end of our meal. I always stack the plates uh, from from the table for my kids and my wife, and have it like all set up, ready to go for the servers, just to grab one thing and go. And and uh, a few of them have actually said, "You work in the industry, don't you?" I said, "Well, once upon a time." <laughs> yeah, um, I believe it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, how can uh, anyone listening to this, if they want to connect with you, culinary agents, uh, LinkedIn, anyth- anything, anything, uh, how can people reach out to you? Absolutely. So culinaryagents.com. Um, you know, all, you can create your profile. Everything's free um, for you to look for jobs, apply to jobs, et cetera. Resources are there as well uh, for those who need to post jobs. Um, you know, you have different options and we make it really efficient and effective for you. Um, you can always send an email to info at info at culinary agents with an S dot com. Um, and we're a small but mighty team and um, I'm very accessible. If you have any specific questions or if I can help in any way. Um, but if, if it's more of a generic, um, you know, how can how can we be helpful? Then you can find all the resources on culinary dot com. It will, and I personally can attest that you were uh, uh, very accessible through LinkedIn as well. Actually, that's where you and I began conversing about this, and and I was I was a little surprised that this CEO of this national company is responding to me on LinkedIn. I was like, well, we're right on. Let's get her on the show. Absolutely. Well, thank you for reaching out, and you know, I also have a newsletter on LinkedIn, so feel free to share that and and follow that and suggest topics if there's something that you or or your listeners are interested in in us you know diving deeper in i'll do my best um but let's keep the conversation going absolutely um and then last question uh, do you have any final words of wisdom or any calls about uh, calls to action for anyone listening um i will say two things one is a big thank you I think for the people who have been working throughout this time uh, in restaurants and in food service, you know, thank you. Uh, I've been trying to do my part going out and, and dining and doing what I can and, you know, safe. I've seen all the additional things that people have got had to, to adapt to and accommodate. And, you know, you know, so one big thank you. Um, the other thing is, is there are so many opportunities. You should not feel stuck or don't feel stuck in the world of career um, thinking. Uh, I encourage you to take a step back, really ask yourself, you know, what's most important to you right now uh, that, that you want to like prioritize during your job search um, and look for employers uh, and opportunities that satisfy your needs or at least, um, you know, start there to engage a conversation. So, I would say take a step back and really put thought into what what you want and what you need, uh, whether it be right now or in the near future, and seek out employers and jobs that could that can satisfy your needs. Alice Chang, thank you so much for coming on to Good Beer Matters podcast. I absolutely loved having this conversation with you. I've it's very very near and dear to to my heart. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to uh, continuing the conversation with you as well. I loved my time spent in the restaurant industry. It helped me develop the skills and knowledge that I now use every day. But spending a career in a restaurant isn't for everyone. 
I hope the knowledge and thought process from this episode helps you take the next step in your thriving career. In the next episode, we learn how a company is leading the charge to help breweries and on-premise retailers work smarter to better serve their guests. Good Beer Matters is a show about great beer, great friends, and the experiences we create together. But it's also about better beer education so you can level up your game. So if you're a beer and food professional or even a beer enthusiast, then please subscribe to Good Beer Matters podcast and go to goodbeermatters.net for more resources and next steps. After that, grab a beer, hang out with friends, and let the world open up. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Cheers.